Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey there, pretty lady. Hope you have an amazing day. Listen, there is some things we need to talk about when it comes to marriage and and love and relationships. And I'm so grateful for this time to be here with you today. Anytime I have an opportunity to be here with you, I think it's it's a, it really is truly a privilege. And if this podcast has helped you in any way whatsoever, please do me a favor and share the podcast. Also write a review. When you write a review, more people get to hear about the podcast, more people get to know about it, and it really makes a difference. I want to talk to you today about what it takes to get married. And, you know, there are so many things for a woman to enjoy her marriage. But one very major thing that we all know about is respect, right? But does every man deserve your respect? Take the story of Megan, for example. Megan has been married, and of course, I've changed names. Megan has been married for about three years. And she and her husband, you know, they they have a child. She's a stay-at-home mom. She works hard. She cleans. She cooks. She makes sure everything is is presentable when he gets home. But she's exhausted. You know, they've got small children. And by the time he gets home, she's quite exhausted. But even with that, she still tries to make herself appealing because she saw that their sex life was going down. And after some time, she noticed that her husband wasn't approaching her. And when she would approach him for intimacy, he would say he's not interested or he doesn't feel well or something. And she started to feel really rejected, you know, like it got to the point where he never wanted um, intimacy with her and she couldn't understand why. She tried different things. She would get dressed, she would dress sexy. She would send him notes while he's at work. She would make sure the house is clean and the kids are uh, asleep by the time he gets home. She tried everything, but he never seemed interested. Now, the question I have to ask you is, is, is that man worthy of her respect? And that's the question I have to ask you today. Then there's also Lisa's husband. Now, Lisa's husband, before they got married, he was a go-getter. You know, that's one of the things she loved about him, that he was so driven. He was scheduled to be the vice president of his company. I mean, he was he was up for promotion. And then after COVID, so many things happened with the company. And he he, he just wasn't able to adjust because... His position was one of those positions that, you know, you pretty much have to be in the office for it to have impact. So he fell into a depression. He hasn't worked. Lisa's husband has not worked in about two years. And, you know, she's bearing the brunt of the of the family finances and the family debt and, you know, monthly responsibilities. And so she is trying to figure out, you know, how she's going to be doing that. And, you know, she comes, he says he's looking, he says he's looking, he says, you know, with his level of experience, with his level of education, he's not going to settle for anything, but he hasn't found anything. So the question is, does Lisa's husband deserve respect? Now there's Jamie. Now Jamie has a husband who 
faithful husband all these years. They've been married for about 15 years. And all of a sudden, she started noticing a change in his behavior. And one day, you know, she's trusted him. They've had a lovely marriage. He's um, a minister in the church. No one would ever suspect him of doing anything. But one day, Jamie was looking through, you know, doing laundry, and she found a website on her husband's pocket. And she was you know, never heard of the website. So she went and she looked and it was a pornography website. She was heartbroken. She didn't know what to think. She felt betrayed. She felt, you know, this guy's a minister and he's not a pastor, but he's, you know, one of the ministers in the church. And, you know, they have children. They've been married all these years. Why is he keeping secrets? Not only that, you know, is it that I'm not good enough? Have I? Is he no longer attracted to me? Why does he feel like he needs to be on a pornography site? And how long has this been going on? So Jamie was heartbroken. She didn't know what to think. Now, the question I have for you is, does Jamie's husband deserve respect? And the answer to all of those husbands are a resounding yes. Now, this is what I, now let me explain, because I know what you're thinking. You know, respect is earned. They have to earn my respect. Well, the Bible didn't say, wives, be careful that you respect the husband that has earned your respect. It didn't say, wives, respect the husband that deserves your respect. It didn't say, wives, respect the husband that loves you back or that treats you well. No, it says wives, the wife should be careful that she respect her husband. It even says that if your husband is unbelieving by the gentle and quiet ways and by your word and by your conduct, you can convince him. You can turn him into righteousness. So when God asks you to respect your husband, he's not asking you to look at him. He's not asking you to look at his qualifications. He's not asking you to look at whether he deserves it or not. He's giving you a direct commandment based on what he knows men need. When God asks men to love their wives, he's giving them a direct commandment based on what women need. A woman's number one need is love. And that love can come in forms of affection, can come in form of security, feeling secure that everything's going to be okay, that you are loved. But it's still love. Now, for men, his number one need above anything else is respect. So if you don't give each other the number one need, your marriage will be hell. Now, the other question I know you're probably thinking is, but it's a two-way street. What about me? It's a two-way street. So does that mean I just have to respect him and he can act any way he wants to? Now, there is somebody that is very important in marriage, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the enforcer. So if your husband, when you get married, if your husband misbehaves, you have an advocate, you have a friend, you have somebody that you can go to, which is the Holy Spirit. And when you go to the Holy Spirit, he will go to your husband and he will rectify it. You know, now th does that mean that you don't tell your husband what he's doing wrong? No, it does not mean that you absolutely have a voice. Being submissive doesn't mean that you don't, you don't speak your mind. Being submissive doesn't mean that you just a doormat. Being submissive means power under control, which means that I choose the right time to bring this topic up. I use the right tone of voice so that that so that my husband can actually hear me and I speak with influence and respect. I don't speak down to him. I don't accuse him. I find the right way 
to talk to him so that we can have an open adult discussion, that he can listen to me, that he can know that I'm not attacking him, know that I'm not confronting him, but I'm just letting him know when you do this, it makes me feel that way. You can even preface it like, I know you don't mean to do this, but I want you to know that when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. You can even do that, but absolutely you have a voice. But after you've stated your opinion, after you've stated the facts, after you've told him how you feel, hands off. It's not for you to keep nagging him. It's not for you to keep talking about it. Now you've done your part. The next part is the Holy Spirit. Now you go in your prayer closet and you say, get him, Lord, get him, just get him. Get him as the Holy Spirit to reinforce what you've done as the Holy Spirit to continue to work in his heart. There are so many things that I talk to the Holy Spirit about. I never even say to my husband and my husband, I don't want to use the word corrects it, but my husband kind of brings it up. You know, I don't even talk to him, but that's because I married a man that can hear from God. And that is the number one thing you must do. You must marry a man that can hear from God. So if you're listening to these stories and you're like, oh God, I don't want that to be me. I don't want a husband that's addicted to porn. I don't want a husband that stops sleeping with me after you know a certain amount of years of marriage, after I've had a few children and God only knows if that guy's cheating. I don't want a husband that you know loses his job and just sits around in the house for two years. You, that's why this time of courtship is a time for you to open your eyes, shine your eyes very bright, open your eyes and look very carefully. In dating, everyone always puts their best foot forward. So there are some things that a lot of times people say they didn't see, but for the most part, everyone puts their best foot forward. And for the most part, you can still see that some of the traits that are not so good. So you really have to pay attention and you really have to pray. Sometimes you even have to pray about it. Lord, if there's anything that will be a problem in the future, reveal it now because he certainly will. And the other thing is you have to realize that people are people and life happens. So if you marry a man for better or for worse, you have to stand by his side for better or for worse. Wouldn't you want him to stand by your side if you're going through a challenging time? So don't look at it like, oh, I have to be this miserable wife. No, you are standing by his side through a difficult time and he will stand by you through a difficult time. If you marry a man that loves God and that puts God's word first, like God's word is the anchor for his life. He makes his decisions based on God's word. If your husband makes his decisions based on God's word, he's not going to do some of the things that I just talked about. He's not going to be like those husbands I just talked about. So you need to know why you're dating. This, this man, it's not so much that he loves God and he's a Christian and he goes to church. There are Christians who go to church who Jesus is not their, their Lord. He's their savior. He died for them, but he's not their Lord. He, he, they don't do everything that he tells them to do. So you want to marry somebody who Jesus is their Lord. And I don't mean the voice of God, you know, or I heard a voice tell me that we need to move. No. And meaning what does God's word say? So God's word says that a man should work. So if he's a man that lives his his life based on God's word, he'll go out and find anything just to support his family in the meantime while he's waiting. So I want you to make that your priority, finding someone who makes God's word the compass for his life and you will be safe. And I also want you to realize that respect is not conditional. Have a great day. Bye-bye. 
I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard, out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.